By now, you should know me as someone who likes to be very realistic when it comes to trading. Although I obviously want to make sure that you're motivated to achieve your goals, I don't want to overinflate your expectations with a lot of fake stuff that you find elsewhere online. All that does is cause unrealistic expectations of how trading is going to work out for you. So in this video, I wanted to give you an overview of some steps that you can go through to take a more realistic approach with your money. We need to go through a process of looking at your current financial situation, how you want it to be in the future, and then how you're going to get there. We'll start by looking at your current financial situation. For this, I want us to use something similar, like a similar format to something that I used to use when I was working in financial services. When we were dealing with a client, we'd take a look at something known as their wealth balance sheet. Now, this wealth balance sheet would detail all the assets and liabilities so you could get an overall picture of someone's financial situation. And I want you to do something similar with your own finances as well. Build your own wealth balance sheet. So you need to create an overview of all your assets, including any income that you currently receive, and then any liabilities or regular expenses that you have to pay out. Try to include as much as possible on there. If you have a student loan, for example, that you're still paying off, then include that on there. Any credit cards or overdrafts, chuck them in there as well. If you own a house or a car, obviously stick those in as well as assets. Now, this process just on its own can be extremely helpful and eye-opening for a lot of people. And for some of you, it may even be a bit of a painful experience. But that's okay because pain is sometimes necessary on the journey to growth and we don't want to bury our heads in the sand when it comes to our financial situation and pretend everything's rosy and fine if it's not quite that way. Now, I don't want to derail this video and turn it into a personal finance session about managing a budget or cutting expenses or anything like that. If you do want those sorts of videos, then leave a comment below and maybe we'll try to cover some of, some of those in the future. But what I do want to do is just touch upon something really important quickly now, which is that by breaking down your finances in this way, you should be able to see what your overall situation looks like in terms of available money. You should be able to tell, for example, if you have disposable income or not. So in other words, when you pay all of your expenses, do you have any extra money available that's just there for you to spend? So later on, you may choose to put some of this disposable income into your trading or investments. But on the other hand, if you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're in a deficit financially where maybe you're relying on credit or other people to pay your bills, then you obviously need to do something about that. And trading or investing is not likely to be the answer since you're not really in a position to be putting money at risk, which is what happens when you trade or invest. All right, guys. So as I said, I don't want to get involved in that in this video, but it is definitely something you need to keep in mind. Okay, so there are a couple of important points that I want you to identify, which will help you to manage your finances in the most appropriate way for you to reach your future wealth goals, because everyone's different. So the first thing I want you to do is try to identify out of all of the assets that you've listed, which of those are potentially already an investment. In other words, the value of it is going to go up or down in time, depending on some sort of market valuation. If that's the case, you need to keep that in mind when you consider your trading or investing, since a portion of your wealth is already at risk. But also, you may already be able to get to your future wealth goals from those investments that you already hold. The second thing is to identify which of your assets 
can easily be used to raise more cash if you needed to. So in other words, items that can be sold quickly and easily without losing their value significantly. This will mean that if you realize that you need a certain amount of capital to reach your future wealth goals, you may want to sell these items if they're not so important to you, if it's going to contribute to building the capital that you need to reach your goals which are more important. Likewise, you need to identify which items, particularly on the liability side, have the potential to become a bigger drain on your cash in the future and therefore would benefit your long-term situation by being paid off immediately with the cash that you currently have, rather than that cash going into trading or investments. Now, this can be a bit of a bitter pill to swallow, but if it's going to benefit your long-term situation, then it's for the good of your overall goals. And once again, this video is just an overview of this process. I'm not going to be going into detail about how to manage your personal finances, but do leave a comment below if there's a particular area that you want us to cover in more detail in the future to help you out on your journey. Right, so that's the current situation covered. Now let's move on to the more exciting part, which is your desired future situation. The reason that you're doing all of this. Now, I want you to ask yourself a question and I want you to be really honest and true to yourself when you answer this. Don't give an answer about what you think sounds correct or what a typical trader would say. Instead, just answer this with what you really feel. So the question is, what do you want to achieve in the future and how is your financial situation linked to this? In other words, what goals do you want to achieve that you're hoping that trading or investing is going to help facilitate? Now, I know that many people at this stage will give just a blanket statement like, I want to be a millionaire or I want to own a Ferrari. And that's fine if those are your goals, but it's important that we stick with goals that are going to really push us. And this means that they've got to be achievable and realistic. If a goal is way too far away from our current situation, it's something we can keep in mind for the future, but if you set that as your first goal, it will take a while to get there and may lead to one of two different things happening. Either you're going to take ridiculous levels of risk to try to achieve that goal sooner because it's constantly on your mind, but we all know that means that there's a higher chance of losing your money, so eventually it means that you're probably not going to achieve that goal. Or alternatively, your goal will seem so far away that it's not real enough. It's not that tangible sort of goal that you've got that you know you can reach. And this can actually begin to feel disheartening and overwhelming. And I see both of these points from traders all the time. Whichever one happens first, it always leads to the same outcome, which is that the trader ends up giving up. Now instead, I want to make sure that you stay on track with your progress. So let's keep the goals as something that's going to push us, it's going to extend us, but we can reach it. So I would suggest that you take your huge goal, if you have one, and start to break it down a bit. Think to yourself, why is that my goal in the first place? What thing inside you or what thing in your life is going to be satisfied or fulfilled by achieving that goal? Then say, is there something more achievable or realistic that would satisfy that same want or need that still ticks those same boxes but is more realistic? Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to do this to discourage you from having big goals or to try and help you play small. I want to help you play big and achieve big goals, but the funny thing is that for most people, when they have some sort of goal that's linked with an amount of money, they soon realize that the amount of money that will make them happy and tick all the boxes that they want to tick is significantly less than the amount they first had in mind. Because people tend to use arbitrary figures or arbitrary things that they want to achieve. 
But when they break it down, their real goals are a lot more simple. And it's really motivating if you can actually hit those goals and sooner than you would have expected. It can be quite challenging to think of specific goals, but it might be easier if you think about an overall thing that you want to achieve. For example, when I was dealing with clients in the past, some common ones would be things like to make sure my kids are financially secure up until they start their own careers. It's not quite clear, but it's an overall goal. Or to provide private schooling for their kids. Or some other people might just want to retire five years earlier than what they currently can do in their current financial situation. So once you have that overall goal, you can then look into what the specifics are that will get you to that end goal. What are the specific points you need to achieve? So once you've completed that step, you're now at the stage where you know your current financial situation and you know what your realistic but ambitious future financial situation would look like. So what we want to do at the next stage is to begin to look at how we can use our trading and our investments as part of the bridge that's going to take us from our current situation all the way to what we want our future financial situation to look like. And not everyone's bridge is going to be the same. And that's fine because not everyone's goals or existing situation are going to be the same. Which is why it's no good having other people making blanket statements about trading profits. Where some people tell you that you should always withdraw your profits and other people tell you you should always compound them. You need to do what's right for you. You need to build that bridge that takes you from your existing situation to where you want to be. In fact, it might even be that after completing the previous steps and figuring out your financial situation, you've actually discovered that you're going to achieve your desired future goals anyway, simply by continuing to do what you're already doing. If you're able to do that within a reasonable time frame, you may choose not to do anything like trading or making any risky investments. If you're already going to achieve what you want to achieve, why put your money at risk and have the potential of holding yourself back? It's not necessary. So if that's the case, you may prefer to take the wealth preservation route and put your money into some sort of investment that aims just to beat inflation because you're going to reach your goals anyway. Don't risk it. But if your existing situation is not going to get you there, then you'll need to take a wealth generation route. So let's take a quick look at some of your options here. We'll keep things really simple in this video and just focus on a few different factors. But I hope that all of this will give you a clear enough picture that you can start to fill in the blanks for yourself and customize this step to what you really need. Remember guys, this is definitely not a one size fits all type of activity. So your outcome from all of this may be vastly different to someone else's. But having said that, I think with something important like this, it's always a good idea to get some feedback. So if you feel like it, leave a comment down below, giving an overview of how you're breaking down this whole process. And that way, other viewers and we can give you feedback and you can see if there's something you're overlooking or missing out on. Because you know, it's important to get this right. This is your future we're talking about. Right, let's get back to the task at hand. The three factors are going to be how much starting capital you have, whether you need to generate an income or build up capital and the amount of money that you need. Let's start with that second one. You see, some of you are going to have goals that are linked to buying something in particular or maybe not even buying anything in particular, but at least having a certain amount of money saved up as a nest egg for the future. In either of those cases, you're likely to be looking for capital growth so you can allow your money to compound and generate exponentially larger returns. 
On the other hand, some of you may be looking to increase your monthly income by trading part-time so you can afford to do more things or support your family and friends, or even to be substituting the income that you're currently receiving from your job so that you can trade full-time and enjoy the benefits of that type of lifestyle. In both of those cases, you're looking for a situation where you can receive money regularly, whether that's monthly income from your market activity or maybe an annual withdrawal that you then spread over the months. Whatever way you go about it, you're wanting to withdraw money regularly. Now, I've seen people claim that you should always withdraw your profits from trading. And I've seen other people claim that you shouldn't withdraw your profits from trading. You should allow it to accumulate and compound. But the reality is that it entirely depends on your situation what your financial goals are, how much capital you have, and your risk profile, which is something that a lot of people don't seem to discuss. So this is something we can go into in more detail in a separate video, but for now, we just need to understand that this is very much a personal decision. Don't take someone else's advice on what they're doing with their money as what you should be doing with yours. So the next factors that we want to look at are how much capital you need and how much capital you have right now. I see a lot of people that really want to trade full time, but they only have a very small amount of starting capital. Now, this doesn't mean it's going to be impossible, but it will be difficult and it's going to take time before you can rely on a full time income from it. You know, wanting to be a full time trader means that you're going to be relying on the withdrawals from your account. So inevitably, anytime you make a withdrawal, you're going to be reducing the amount of capital that you have to trade with and that you can compound. And in addition to that, you want to make sure there's some sort of safety net there. You don't want to rely on withdrawing everything you make each month or year. You need to have a bit of a buffer in case one year or one month you don't hit the same numbers and you don't have as much available to withdraw. You don't want to end up starving yourself one month or not paying your rent just because you had a bad time in the markets because that's going to lead to a negative downward spiral and it's only going to get worse. Here's something that I see happening a lot and I want to avoid happening to you. It's that traders, when they first start learning, have unrealistic expectations of how much money you can actually make from trading. Partly thanks to being sold the dream by people on Instagram driving Lamborghinis in their 20s. And that's not to say it's not possible to achieve that, but it's going to depend on so many different factors and it's definitely not going to be something that everyone achieves. It's not all traders that can achieve that. So what happens is that these people start learning with the idea of fast cars and flashy lifestyles in their head, but as they start learning, their expectations begin to go down and down. And when they eventually become consistently profitable, their monthly return isn't anywhere near to what they started out believing it would be. And inevitably, the question that they ask is, how am I going to be able to become a full-time trader with the capital that I've got if I'm only making, for example, 5% per month? And the answer is that you can't be a full-time trader yet. It's a painful truth. Instead, you need to be patient and realistic. So rather than looking at your £2,000 starting capital and thinking, wow, with 5% per month, I'm only going to have £100 per month, how am I going to live on that? Instead, you need to go through a period of compounding and accumulation to get to your desired goal. Obviously, each month you're going to have different returns. It's not always going to be linear and consistent. You're going to have some good months, some amazing months, some bad months. But just as a somewhat realistic example, if you made 5% per month on your overall account, then starting at £2,000 will mean that you have over £3,500 by the end of a year. 
Now, that £3,500 is obviously still not going to be enough to go full-time with your trading, but you can already start to see the potential there. So if you shift your goal of going full-time or of generating a meaningful income from your trading from whatever it is now, which is probably short-term, or at least it is for most people, and shift that to something more realistic like five years from now or 10 years from now, then you'll really be onto something. And I know that some of you will be complaining that 10 years is too long, but trust me with this, 10 years from now, if you don't take that approach, then the likelihood is that you'll be sitting in a job somewhere wishing that you taken my advice all the way back now, today, rather than giving up at some point in the future when you're not reaching your goals. And by the way, all of those calculations are assuming that you don't add anything to your trading account. If you keep working on the side and saving money and add that to your trading account with your disposable income, then that has the, the opportunity to grow exponentially as well. Maybe you could work your ass off in a job, even if you don't like it, work your ass off for a couple of years to save up enough money that helps to knock off a few years of your target. So rather than 10 years away, maybe it's eight or seven or six. Life is all about these little payoffs. Put in some work now and it will pay off more in the future. On the other hand, you may be in the fortunate situation that you've already saved up a lot of capital and your goals will take relatively lower returns to achieve because you've got a bigger starting base. Now, if that's the case, maybe you wouldn't want to put all of your capital into something as high risk as trading. You may want to put most of it into a safer investment and trade a relatively smaller portion of that. I know it sounds boring, but in all situations, we should be looking for the relatively less risky option for achieving our goals. But the funny thing about many private traders is that they forget that active trading is one of the riskiest things you can do with your money. Hence why the potential benefits of it can be so huge. They come at a high risk. So even if you are a fantastic trader, if you have a good amount of capital to use, you should be putting some of it into some form of portfolio and keep your trading to only one part of it. It's all about balance and keeping things safe. So guys, this video has been an overview of some of the key decisions that you need to make and some of the possible rationales you may have for choosing one thing or another. It's possible to achieve any financial goal that you have through trading and investing, but you need to be realistic and follow a plan that is most likely to get you there. And I really want you to achieve your goals. But if you set hugely ambitious goals over a really unrealistic timeframe, you're likely to either lose motivation and give up or take huge risks that blow up in your face. So instead, let's set realistic timeframes, let's set relatively smaller financial goals along the way, like little stepping stones that make sense and make sure that you're clear on exactly what it is you're trying to achieve and why. It's this steady and realistic approach that will get you to your goals eventually. So start by looking at yourself and your finances and then go from there. So guys, that's all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're using so that you can make sure you don't miss out on any of the new episodes that we have coming out. And do you know what? We would love it if you left a little review for us. That's gonna help more people find us and start enjoying this content as well. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you in the next episode.